0: Ah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good morning. Oh, uh, good morning, James. Oh, God. There's so many birds outside. Are, are oh, there? God. How did you even manage to get past them?
2: I I mean, I've been here since, uh, well, early, five, five o'clock.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. I I don't even want to think about it Like, you know, I, I, I can't blame you too much because it was your first week But oh, that game that we came up with last week It is pandemonium outside Well, it would be pandemonium if they were pandas So I guess it's more Ber- like birdemonium um, outside Yeah, of course Yeah
2: uh, Hi, What go. What happened? What happened? Did they not like it? What do
1: you mean, what happened? Have you not seen all the news? No? Literally, birds across the country are revolting because of our bird game.
2: Oh. Did they not like it?
1: Hold on, let me bring up Twitter, which is obviously the main bird communication platform. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right, let's have a look at some of these comments. So, first thing... This game doesn't represent me or my species at all. This is like a weird non-bird game at all. If anything, I feel like they just put birds in it in order to sell it to other birds. I don't understand why they put a robin on the cover when there's all other sorts of birds as well. There's penguins and ostriches. Th- that one was from a uh, penguin ostrich lover.
2: Oh, don't don't read don't read the next one. That's got some uh, choice language in it. I didn't Ooh, think yeah, birds use right. that sort of language.
1: Well, obviously well, maybe they didn't have to until that game came out, so... Oh, we shouldn't
2: have taught that in the game, did, should we?
1: No, we shouldn't have. Well, I've had the morning from hell trying to get into work.
2: I'm thinking I've had... we could have done some more research then.
1: Yeah, I birds. was thinking we, maybe we could have done some more research. So, if you give me a minute, I'm going to go out of the bathroom, I'm going to try and pick these bird eggs out of my hair, uh, try and gum up some of, the, some of the bleeding where they've pecked me, and... Try and forget that this whole thing ever happens. Oh, by the way, here's all the hate mail that we've got. If you can try and go through it and see if there's anything worthwhile.
2: Uh, ooh, this is... None of this looks great. Oh, hate mail. Hate mail. Ooh, coupon. Hate mail. Oh, uh, James. Uh, this one's mm? this one's from the boss. Oh. Uh, yeah,
1: never usually sends a letter. Uh, what does it say?
2: Okay, let me just... Dear boys, I am playing Scrabble and I am only using video game titles to win. Unfortunately, I've come across the letter X, which has a triple point opportunity nearby. So I am going to need you to come up with a game that begins with the letter X, so I can crush Peter Molyneux. Time is of the essence. Uh, please get back to me asap. Love, the boss. So, oh, is he still playing Scrabble?
1: Well, he did say time was of the essence. Yeah, we.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Alright, let me bandage my face up and. I'll, I'll brew up a quick coffee. Make a big, yeah, yeah. you make a big pot of coffee and uh, let's do this thing. Alright. Hi, welcome to the Game Overtime podcast. Oh, yes. Do we say podcast or do we say.? Well.
2: Uh, probably not. But you know, we actually have yeah. a name for it this time, which is good. No, we do.
1: Absolutely, we're no longer using a, uh, a gappy name, which we didn't even put a robot voice or something to say that it was the game over. The yeah, time we cast.
2: we just said welcome to podcast.
1: Anyways, uh, who's this voice? Uh, this voice is James, and who's the other voice?
2: Oh, that one's Ben.
1: Oh, hi Ben. How's it going?
2: I'm great. Uh, kinda.
1: Oh, okay. The um, birds
2: demoralizing.
1: Oh no, absolutely. those was, uh, yeah. I've only just managed to mummify my head in uh, bandages to stop the bleeding from happening. But I don't think that should get in the way of uh, no, today's no. prompts, which is come up with a game that begins with the letter X. So
2: um, X is an interesting letter. I've thought about it, and there's not there aren't many words that start with the letter X.
1: I feel like there should be more words that start with the letter yeah, X. Yeah, by saying that.
2: I do have a printed list here, and there are lots that I have just never heard of. There are a lot of them. That is very I, true. I think my, many of them might be word made up, though, because we've got xerically, zir- zir- Zilladins, xeroxed. No. I
1: feel like a lot of these words we won't be able to pronounce either, but that's okay. I think that we can just have a look at what the words look like and try and guess from there what maybe they mean.
2: Yeah, and we also have some... I've got some other words, like normal ones. I'm oh, pretty sure I know what those mean.
1: Well, so let's think about it. So, the letter X. Let's let's go okay. back let, to let, where it all began.
2: What What is the first thing you think of when it comes to the letter X? X-rays. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, a... so, what are we thinking? Are we thinking, say... You play as a man with x-ray vision, you walk now, around the world, and oof. you're in a world that's full of skeletons.
2: Okay, so not not kind of... So the proper x-ray vision, because you see sometimes when people have x-ray visions in like media, it just means they can see through people's clothes, which isn't actually how x-ray vision works.
1: I don't think there's any vision that works like that. No. If, if there was, I feel like I would know about it.
2: Yeah, like, I, I mean... Something. But all, you, you all could do Superman. a lot of gameplay things with X-ray vision.
1: I feel like you could as well, but I also feel like there's a lot of things that you couldn't do with X-ray vision. So, for example, if you were trying to figure out a way to get out of your house, well, some stuff might be a bit too thin, so yeah. you might end up smashing into walls or like your skeleton hands bump into stuff, like you so, can't pick it up properly. So this
2: is permanent X-ray vision, right?
1: I suppose.
2: Hmm, that's a good I, point. That, that would be interesting, though. Like you could have. It'd be an interesting limitation to put on the player. I think it would uh, that be too. I mean, developers obviously really Metroid done.
1: Prime gives you the option between having normal vision and X-ray vision, but I don't feel like that was challenging enough.
2: Yeah, I didn't <laughs> I didn't enjoy playing with X ray vision, but you know yeah. Maybe if the game forced me to I'm, I feel like I could that manage. as
1: well. I mean the Metroid games their point is that they're always meant to be a little bit scary anyways. I've never felt like that in most Metroid games. I'll tell you what would make me feel like that though. If all the enemies were skeletons. Yeah. Even alien skeletons. Even, like, the Metroids that don't actually have any bones to speak of. If they were skeletons, I feel like that we'd be competing with the like, Silent Hill if that happened.
2: But, but the thing is, like, would there be enemies where you could X-ray and then you just can't see the enemy anymore because here's my th- it's, here's it's my see-through?
1: Here's my thought with enemies. So say that you go up to a space pirate. And he's grouchy because the space pirates are always grouchy. Mm-hmm. But you put on your X-ray vision, and it turns out that actually he's just fractured his femur from playing <laughs> socket with his mates. So if you, so if okay. you t- if you if you warn him about this, and then he goes to the doctors and they like patch him up, then maybe the gal will be like, you know what, Samus, yeah, actually, you're not a bad gal. So <laughs> tell you. Tell you what, I'll let you onto the ship. Don't tell anyone, but if you can help them with their bone-related problems, then I don't see why that should be an issue.
2: Samus then went on to blow up the ship. Uh, well, yeah, he I'll slightly see, regretted it.
1: Well, you say that, but what if the ship is made out of lead? How would she know where to uh, where the best place to explode it would be? Well, that's one the challenges.
2: Though, could we turn this extra game into a doctor game? You I you think, have to I examine th- your patients, and by patients, I mean your world you're just walking around town you see someone and you see their elbows kind of out of place so you you take a closer look and then you have to stealthily get it back into place without them noticing
1: (laughs) so what are we thinking like a gta game where instead of causing harm you're there helping people's bones into place so we're thinking like yeah like a high score driven thing where there's you're you know, like Crazy Taxi, you're running up to different people who have all got bad bones and you're trying to fix them as quick as possible.
2: I think it would be fun though if there was a stealth element, you had to do it without being seen.
1: I, I would agree with that. Like uh, if if say they piped in the uh, stealth music from Ocarina of Time but you're there like trying to realign people's bones, I think that'd be quite good. And but obviously whenever they catch you, they blow a whistle at you, like in Ocarina of Time.
0: Yeah.
2: I think like I know. It doesn't matter if they notice you after you've done it. Like that's not fair. If you oh, use no. a baseball oh, bat oh, oh,
1: to oh, fix Oh no! It. I think if they notice you after they do, after you've done it, they break their bones again. In spite. <laughs> well, then then you. you've
2: got a real problem because how 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 do you make it so they don't notice their bone has been fixed? They're they're crippled. They're on the floor. How how do they not notice? Oh no! I'm standing again.
1: Here's my thought. Here's our other big X word: xylophone. People Zylophone. love xylophones. If you're there playing, if somebody is there distracting them with a xylophone, you could be there x-ray visioning them and realigning their bones.
2: So we could do a court game where one player is the xylophoner and the other player is the x-rayer.
1: Could, I mean, imagine it. You go into your local game, you see Halo 6, whatever, uh, Uncharted 5, Who gives? A, who cares? Xylophone and x-ray. I'll buy two copies. One for me and one for me thank you, put those both, yeah. through, this, both those, put them through the uh, till.
2: A Way Out was a big hit. I don't think we should sell it as one game because that's not a great money making opportunity and the boss wouldn't be happy. No. But A Way Out was a big hit, this co-op game. We've both uh, got to cooperate and do, it, do different we, things. We do to it like Pokemon. Up.
1: We have okay, Pokemon, another Pokemon X-Ray game. version, Pokemon Xylophone version. Mm-hmm. You can only help certain (laughs) people in one version. You can only help certain people in another version. But if if you come together...
2: It would be good if you could get to almost the end of the game and not be able to beat it because you don't have the other version. Because then people can't return it at that point because they've played too much of it and we're not going to lose any money.
1: We'd have to set up some kind of paid matchmaking service to help people who have X-Ray version to meet up. With xylophone version.
2: Yeah. And if we place, like, the hurdles at the end of the game, not only can they not return it, game critics aren't going to play that far, so they're not going to warn anyone. They're not going to be like, oh, you're actually going to need both versions to beat at, this game.
1: At that point, they've already given it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. They can't, get, they can't give it another, you know, you're not opening a copy of Edge, and they're giving someone an 11 out of 10. That doesn't happen. But they're definitely giving it a 10 out of 10. hmm So. But let's talk about the xylophone for a second. Yeah, xylophone because hero. So, I mean, already I'm thinking, you see x-rays and you see skeletons, I always think whenever you see Bugs Bunny playing a cartoon skeleton, that always has a nice marimba xylophone style noise. Ah. Is there any way that we could combine these two together? Could we have, say, if you're playing Trauma Center and you've got somebody's rib cage open and you're trying to slow down their heartbeat? You could play on their ribs like a marimba in order to kind of slow their heart rate down. I think that'd be pretty cool, especially no, me, if it was but, on, especially if it was on the Wii, because you could use both. You could yes. use the Wii Remote and the Nunchuk to do that.
2: This could be a VR game.
1: It could be a VR. It should be a VR game.
2: I think. What if? What if? You had to create. You had to do surgery in front of like a crowd of people, and you had to balance. Like, actually saving this person's life with entertaining the crowd with your amazing xylophone skills.
1: I quite like that idea. Could we also turn other parts of the body into instruments? Oh, yeah. Could could you squeeze the lungs and they're a bit like an accordion? Could we drum... Could we use, like, the small intestine like a saxophone?
2: You have to adjust the heart rate so that... It's it it, it, plays it raises the, drums. the tempo like, of the song. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. When the party's you know kicking off, and when they want like the proper high beats per minute stuff, that's when you have to get the heart rate off in order to see where <laughs> it gets beat go. going. And then
2: you got to shut off their heart for the bass drop. <laughs> oh, just temporarily. Yeah. But if you if you keep it off for too long, like the bass drop will be better, and everyone will be like really excited about it. But you might kill your patient. <laughs>
1: what would what would we call dr dj or something where <laughs> where there's like there's two high school systems one which is for actually saving patients and then one which is for entertaining the crowds
2: yeah um quite... unfortunately you, like there are, one of those has a a cut off point where you just um... go from like 50 points to zero in like a single blow <laughs> and that is you killing your patient because you you spent too long entertaining the crowd
1: in fairness, is it is it worse to kill a patient or is it worse to kill the mood? That's what I want
2: to Yeah, that's that's a that's a moral dilemma that I'm pretty sure people have been fighting with ever since the 1940s. I would uh, Nazi agree. Nazi America, that as well. America? No, Nazi Germany. Uh. But uh, yeah, I think this game is good. I'd love to play it.
1: Put it on the maybe pile. For yeah. One thing, it doesn't begin with a lesser X, but I think it's maybe if the boss ever sends us a letter to do with could you make um hospital's fun i think this could be the game that we pitch him
2: oh of course and i think we could just skin possibly guitar hero into xylophone hero
1: oh i i think we absolutely could as well, well all right we get we get first. some new controllers what's what are some famous xylophone songs because the only one i can think of is like children's nursery rhymes which is okay but I feel like we could do something a bit more advanced than that. Well,
2: I mean, it depends on how difficult you want to make it. If you want to go hard, then just have, like, some metal xylophone music playing. Could
1: we have Dragon Falls on the xylophone, is what we're saying? Mm. Metallica on the xylophone.
2: I don't see why not.
1: I also don't see why not.
2: Has anyone invented the electric xylophone yet? Mm. And could we?
1: I imagine, Yeah. Um, I imagine you could probably just put some pickups on a xylophone and that should do the trick but I'm not quite sure how an electric xylophone would, mm, actually I don't know I suppose you could do it like uh, you know those maze games where you have to get the bit of wire to the end but if you touch yeah. any of the sides of buzzes well we could have that but it's like so the keys themselves are electrified and your batons are like they'll connect a circuit so depending where you hit your baton that's the, that's how you get a different noise.
2: Okay, yeah, that that could work. Um, I mean, the thing is we're talking real-life application now, that's which true. is good, we're not, but I don't think the boss is going to give us a pay raise if we keep talking we about it. We could
1: build a game around this, though. Yeah. Because at, at the end of the day, we're not just building a game, we're building a platform. A platform for learning, a platform for education, a platform for creativity.
2: Yeah, so... the educational game went really well last time.
1: Yeah, let's not uh <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about that. Yeah,
2: let's just move on.
1: Yeah. Um, but I don't know, so let's have a think. So you're playing an electric xylophone. I mean what is is this like the future? I'm assuming because it's a future invention, uh, is it gonna be set in the near future? I
2: I guess so. I think xylophones will really hit their peak popularity in like, I don't know, forty years when people finally appreciate this beautiful instrument.
1: I mean, in in fairness, I always think the Yo-Yo always makes a comeback every 15 years. Um, Same with uh, Scooters. So, eventually there's another one will make a comeback. So, what I'm thinking is, 200 years in the future, let's look at what Bioware did with Mass Effects and with those sci-fi-based RPGs. But you're not communicating with aliens in the standard way using talking and shooting and all that stuff. Use a xylophone to communicate with them.
2: Yes. Oh, kind of like Spore. Like Spore had a mechanic where you had to sing to other races to actually communicate with them.
1: There we go. Spore. Spore had the right idea. So I'm thinking, yeah. you know, you have the old-fashioned Mass Effect. One of your uh, one of the members of your team, they're disgruntled with another member of the team because they don't quite like their uh, hot-headed attitude. They know that they've got a mission to stick to. Um, basically, they want you to mediate this situation, but you just come up there and you're like... Diddle diddle diddle. Did you did just did did played did this did.
2: great, great xylophone ditty. And exactly, everyone's everyone just forgotten their past woes.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. One guy like had a broken
2: on. leg, and he's just forgotten about that, and he's walking again.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's because he was distracted by the xylophone, because somebody yeah. else then went and uh, x-rayed <laughs> him and fixed his leg. Exactly. You
2: just don't get to see that part. But it's no, happening he's... in the. Well, that's other because you haven't got the game. game. If you had both yeah.
1: games, you would understand.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, okay. Well, the Xylophone
2: is great, and I mm. think there's a lot we can do with it. But let's move on for now. Have Give you got anything response. else? Oh, oh, sure. I'll take one from the list. So okay. let's let's just pick a random word. We've got Xylos. X Y L O S E
1: xylos
2: xylos Xylus,
1: I feel like that's probably something quite important might even be something quite scientific but yeah. what if that was the name of our main character xylos john xylos
2: well it didn't have to be john I
1: hey couldn't I, have been
2: I... Tarragon? xylos
1: taragon like the like the spice
2: no no just
1: no, like I, I no, I'm sorry. You've already, you've got me going now. So here we go. It's a Taragon Xylos. How it's a about? Cooking game. It's an, it's a cooking murder detective game. Okay. You have to solve a crime, but you also have to cook food at the same time. Because mm-hmm. I, because f- I feel like, because if your first name is Taragon, then that probably means that you're into your spices. Well, if your surname Xylos, that probably means that you're an alien so i guess you're an alien detective chef, chef. so are sure. you trying to cook stuff to so you know how like in spy films they always give people um i can't remember it's like sodium but it is basically just truth serum but you're trying to make uh, that as a food okay so, certain people will react to society. certain people are more likely to have the slip of the tongue if you cook some with a lot of garlic in it or a lot of chili.
2: Could so you, could have you to... be a really shit detective? You're not very good at solving cases, but you are great at cooking forged evidence Ooh! that you can plant around the place that you're investigating.
1: You bake the murder weapon. Yeah. It's, a, it's to... like a it's like a cake, but it's like a big old sponge cake. But you <laughs> tried to, but you put marzipan on it and try to make it look like a pistol.
2: Yeah, and you've got to plant this evidence under the, uh, under the nose of all the uh, like literally nose because they will yeah. smell this good good cooking. Uh, you've got to plant it under the nose of all the police investigating the scene.
1: Well, I assume you probably want to do something a bit sausagey as well because they'll probably be using like police dogs and stuff. Mm. So you know the police dog, because like you know, so yeah, you with most police dogs, distraction as well. Yeah, so most police dogs they're programmed first and foremost to look for anything contraband, but sausages or any kind of meat product that'll just override a dog. They'll go for that first. If you're hiding ten kilos of cocaine under your bed, doesn't matter. If you put a packet of bacon <laughs> in the side of the room, that's all the dogs <laughs> want to care about. So what I'm thinking is, if you can, we could do it tactically. We could do it like a defense, a tower defense game where you're trying to attract dogs into certain parts of the map by putting strategically placed meat products to keep them away Mm -hmm. from where the evidence is Yeah I think this could work pretty well Yeah, and we
2: just titled the game Xylos which will be a very inaccurate representation of what the game is
1: I feel like Xylos as well is a bit of a 90s like Kuji um, the Heartless or something like that, where you'd see it on a big PC box with an IDOS logo in the corner. So it needs like a subtitle, like Xylos, Fists of Ducarga, Yeah,
2: Fists <laughs> of Dude. Uh, and I think, I think we need to visualize what Xylos actually looks like. I think that's a very important part of the game.
1: I kind of imagine him looking like, you know, very early CG characters where they have they're really, like, blend out. Like, they've got giant highlights on them and they look yeah. kind of rubbish and plasticky. Like that, but he's kind of, like a... Almost looks a bit like the guy from Soul Reaver. He's like a blue skeleton man with a face mask on. Okay. But he also wears a chef's hat.
2: Now, I just want to... <laughs> We can segue as well, but I just had an image in my mind. What if what if he was a Xenomorph, and ooh. he was wearing a chef outfit?
1: <laughs> I I quite like that.
2: And Xenomorph and is another word that begins with X.
1: Xenomorph is another word that begins with X. That is very true. So is this now becoming a Xenomorph cooking game?
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, why not? Could... Ooh.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just having a think. Because the things that the Xenomorphs have got going for them is they got the little mouth inside their mouths. Yeah. So what if it was, like, a dating game with dialogue options? Oh, good. Your little mouth has its own set of dialogue options.
2: And are you dating your mouth? Or no, that's not...
1: No, are, here, here's what I'm thinking. You're on a date with another Xenomorph. Okay. Or you're, on a, you're on a date with a Xenomorph queen, because there's always mm-hmm. ever one female in the pack. Well, surely the she's like
2: the final boss. Not of a, I mean, you you don't really get final bosses in dating games, I'm pretty sure. I feel like
1: what it would be with one. One. would be different kinds of queen... I was going to call them Queen Metroids, but that's not what I meant. Queen, we queen could have Zenomorph. the Queen
2: Metroid in there. As one we of the, could have the, the Queen
1: Metroid. The Metroids are based on the Xenomorphs from... Uh, uh, alien anyway, so that works. Yeah, they don't look much
2: th- like them, but, you know, they tried.
1: Well, well for uh, legal reasons, no, they do not look much like them. That is very true. But, what we could do is, we could have, like, different colour-coded ones. So, you start dating one who has a red bow in her head. So, you, you know, because obviously they wear bows mm. so you can tell male and female like Of Pac-Man. course. And then, you know, like in uh, karate they go up, so it's then, it's like a blue bow and then it's a brown bow and then it's a black bow and then eventually you head up to the queen um, alien who has two bows and she's uh. like twice the size of all the other ones but here's what I'm thinking with the dating is that you're trying to smooth talk her and your little mouth is trying to smooth talk her little mouth <laughs> so, yeah. so it's a bit like we've got two Kikiran, uh dating games going on at the same time and you're trying to Charm both of these little mouths, and you're playing you them
2: can. simultaneously. You have yes. to balance like choosing your options. These options aren't just oh, you get any time to choose, like Ace Attorney. No, 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 you, you get no time to choose, you get like five seconds to pick an option because what the, the Queen is, is that, not patient,
1: exactly. And what I'm thinking is the date starts off, you're both in the same places, but then. Because you the big mouths and the little mouths have different personalities, they'll go off on their different dates. So the big mouth date, they'll be like, they'll go to the park and feed the ducks and stuff. But the little mouth date, they'll like go to the disco and go for drinks and stuff. So you're trying to split your attention between do two completely different game scenes, like in. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch with the um with the fisherman where you have you're cutting the fish heads on one side and it's like an RPG on the other. You're trying yeah. to keep these two plates spinning as much as you can in and, order to
2: And I've got this image in my head now because these do have to come out of their mouths. You're you're a xenomorph, you're in the park with your l- lady friend and yes. out of your mouth is con- constantly open. And it's just got this long black thing. Going off note, just off screen, <laughs> and just on the other end, you've got like the black thing coming onto screen, and it's just having a good time with another xenomorph mouth thing.
1: Exactly. I yeah, I I can't see this not working. No, personally, I could see this being both really easy to program and really easy to visualize mm-hmm. as a concept.
2: I mean, I think we could give it physics as well. That'd be good.
1: Oh that! So like, because obviously the tongues are extended across town. Like maybe they're tripping people over. Like people yep. walking straight into them. <laughs> they...
2: You need three screens to play this game, by the way. One screen oh, yeah. you've got the mouths. One screen you've got the like middle bits of the mouths, and they're just causing havoc everywhere. Getting tied up. Sometimes you might accidentally run into something, and you've got to somehow watch out for that. Because why did you Nintendo
1: might get... never make the three DS? The I Free can't... Screen DS. Did they ever make a console called the 3DS?
2: Mm, no, not that I recall.
1: No, neither can I. I mean, I could see how you could maybe use that name if it had, like, I don't know, like a parallax-based three-dimensional screen, but I don't know. I think that kind of sends the wrong message, personally. But if it had free screens on it, I would have called it the 3DS, and I think this mm-hmm. game would work perfectly for it.
2: Yeah. You... Um. Yeah. So, that's good. And you could always have the babies stuff.
1: Oh, no, that's your high score. Is depending how many babies that you have at the end of the round is how well you did. Hmm. That's my thought.
2: Now listen to this. The babies have got me thinking about XXX.
1: Triple X. Triple X. Like the famous film starring Vin Diesel as the titular character... (laughs) Xander Cage, Triple X.
2: That wasn't what was on my mind. But now it is. And now it is on my mind. I haven't seen this movie. Because Vin to give also me a quick, looks quick a bit like a baby. Uh, he does, a bit.
1: You say a bit, but what I think you meant to say is a lot. He does a lot. I mean, I've see, I saw him in that film, The Pacifier. And I was expecting him to be the person who was pacified, not to be doing the pacifying. And let me just say, I have never been happier to get my ten pound refund from seeing that film.
2: He so he wasn't doing that then?
1: No, he was not, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, that's that is a shame. Like uh, so many movies are falsely advertised these, these days. No, I know. You're gonna have to tell me about Triple X. What was that about?
1: So, the film Triple X, basically how it works is that... Have you ever seen a James Bond film?
2: Uh, Yes, one of them.
1: Um, Would you like a James Bond film that is more focused on extreme sports?
2: Oh, yeah, of course.
1: In that case, then, can I heartily recommend to you Triple X? Let me set the scene for you. My favourite scene in all the films, but mostly my favourite scene in Triple X. So... Triple X, played by Vin Diesel, who's playing a character called Xander Cage, Mm -hmm. he pretends to be a busboy at a hotel. And I believe he's a senator or something, who basically he wants to ban skateboarding. He's like, oh, I don't like skateboarding at all. So he's become Vin Diesel's enemy. So he's like, oh, I'm going to show him. So what he does is that he steals this man's Ferrari and then drives it off. And then the police are chasing after him in the Ferrari. Meanwhile, we cut back to the Ferrari, and he's cutting himself a video promo where he's like, this guy, he's a bit of a butthead, so I'm going to drive his Ferrari and see what happens. And so then he drives towards the bridge, and you're like, oh no, what's going on here? Drives off the bridge. And you're like, okay, what? (laughs) And he's driving off the bridge, and he's still there. And all the music's like building up, and it's, it's like uh, violins and.
2: Uh, I'm getting tense just thinking about this.
1: It, it's like a James Bond film, but here's the twist: okay. he jumps out of the Ferrari, right. and he's got a parachute, and mm-hmm. that's when the music kind of builds up. Like that's when it has like a when it drops for a moment, like it's going to build up to something, and then the Ferrari explodes. Mm-hmm. In pipes, drowning pools, letting the bodies hit the floor. That okay. film has defi. I feel like that moment has defined cinema for me going forward. It's like when people saw colour in The Wizard of Oz or saw what space looked like in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Seeing the Ferrari crash into the floor while let the bodies hit the floor plays while Vin Diesel is parachuting and everyone's catching this on camera... This is, it's 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 why cinema is called an art
2: form. Now I know I know you're saying about all this cool stuff that was happening. The bit the the bit that uh, stuck out to me was how this one senator did not like people skateboarding. What if we had a game that was like S- Skate Four, but instead of being Skate Four, and we could call it XXX, XXX, X, Triple X, whatever, doesn't really mm. matter. Um. It's based on that film anyway. Uh, we can get away with it. We have th- just we no skate for you. You go around and you have to stop people from skateboarding. By so any you means,
1: play, so you play as the senator and you're yeah. trying to stop people from skateboarding.
2: Mm-hmm. You can like go over. You can hit them off the boards. You can pour cement <laughs> on their their skateboarding places. You just. You can, uh, you do all I'm sorts kinda, of things to stop. I'm kind of imagining
1: this, like Hitman, uh, where you're trying to engineer different ways to trip people up. Yeah, you but can't call in them. the means of stopping people from. It's basically like the opposite of Tony Hawk. Yeah. So, like, it's still got the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack, like, blasting through. So, we got, like, Goldfinger, Superman, and, uh. Could,
2: could we play the soundtrack in reverse? Like, oh, all yeah. the songs are backwards.
1: Play it in reverse and play it slow down so it sounds, like, really melancholic and, like, (laughs) really sad. And, like, rather than the timer going down from two minutes, like in Tony Hawk, it counts up from two minutes, and then when it hits zero, it starts going into the minus numbers. And when it does that, like, maybe, like, the world starts going back in time as well. (laughs) Okay. So, your trick is to try and stop people from skateboarding up until the point that you get to the invention of the skateboard and you stop it from happening.
2: Uh, so, yeah, you just, like, the f- harder you fight back against this menace that is skateboarding, the further in time your character goes back until you can finally destroy the origin of skateboarding itself. You can
1: destroy John Skateboard, yeah. the man who invented skateboarding. The Victorian who looked at a piece of wood with some wheels on it and said, well, I thought this would be something that we could use for eating. Unfortunately, it's not very edible, but it is very fun to ride around on. I will call it a skateboard after myself.
2: What you do at that point, well, it's up to you. Do you want to kill the guy? Probably not. You're not going to get a great score for that. You just kind of destroy his invention or just stop him from ever seeing it. Who knows? It's up to you.
1: You could change his mind. It could be like in Dishonored. Ah. You can either kill them or you can go at the effort of changing his mind and you can say, John Skateboards, don't invent such a terrible invention. Here's some other inventions that you could invent. And like you give him a list of stuff, like iPhones, Walkmans, uh, synthesizers, like his all elephants. stuff in the future. Yeah, smartphones. Yeah, exactly. All stuff that he could invent. And he goes, you know what? These are all much better than a skateboard, so... And then you go back into the future, and then suddenly mobile phones are called uh, skateboards. So,
2: hmm. oh, uh, there's the coffee alarm. Yep,
1: yeah, I suppose it is. So uh, let's take a. Break. Welcome to Coffee Break. Uh this is a few minutes of the podcast where we break from the idea that we're coming up with and just talk about kinda of whatever we're feeling about.
0: Yeah. So uh
2: babe. I just quick like to quickly say, uh first off, uh can you please, if you if you want to and uh, we're not forcing you to, but it'd be nice, leave a review on iTunes. I don't know why it helps, but apparently it if does.
1: The more reviews that you can leave on our podcast, the uh, more that it will push it in these search results. Good so, ones. <laughs> Yes, no, the more <laughs> that you leave good I even think if you leave I think even if you leave bad ones, it's don't. still kind of But it don't. still pushes you to the top. But obviously don't leave bad ones anyways because that yeah. makes us look like a bad podcast. But
2: Yeah. I mean the way the way Apple already just... Dis- like I've learned that the way Apple displays reviews is stupid. It only displays the reviews from your region. Really? Yeah, so, like, at the moment it looks like we have no reviews, but I'm, I know we have one review from Canada, which is great. Uh, but <laughs> unless you're Canadian, you'll just think, oh, this podcast has no reviews. No. So the more reviews we get, the better.
1: Yeah. And obviously we're not going to do... Uh, we're not going to beg for reviews or anything like that. No. Obviously, naturally, we just want you to leave a review if you enjoyed the program. However, what I will say is, is that whoever can get the 10th review in on this uh, episode... <laughs> can win 5,000 v books for Fortnite. Yes. So uh, keep that in mind.
2: Uh, Conditions may apply. Yes. Anyway, a week and a half ago, or two weeks, when this podcast goes out, it was E3.
1: Yes, it was. It was uh, that special time of year again, Christmas for video game announcements, taking place in California, as it always does, in the wonderful... Whatever E three center I can't remember what the centre's called, but it's uh, the, the one that they use every year for E three,
2: the E three center,
1: the E three center, the E three epicenter,
2: and they announce video games.
1: They did. Ben, was there any video games in particular that they announced that you would say that you are excited for?
2: I'll I'll leave my favorite till the end because well, I don't know that's that builds anticipation. No. No, absolutely. Uh, the the first one that stuck out to me though I mean Unravel two I thought looked really good Shadow um, dropped
1: there and then yeah that That's... was that was
2: clever I know it played it? the original Unravel mm. but I think it looked cool and it's nice to see them supporting it
1: yes I would say so too uh, Unravel one is pretty fun it's like a sort of it's a puzzle platformer kind of thing uh, the thing that it has going for it is that it looks really good like yep. It's a slight step up from, say, Yoshi's Woolly World, where everything is knitted in that, but this is sort of knitting but put in hyper-realistic uh, environments, which yeah. I suppose just gives it a little bit more of a pop. That, that
2: but... was the bizarre thing at the start of the Unravel 2 trailer, where it's like, oh, you're out at sea, there's a storm. Yeah,
1: it looks, <laughs> like, unchart- it, it looks like Uncharted 3 when you fall off the battle. And then
2: you, um, it, 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 the pan- battle. it pans down, and there's Yarny.
1: <laughs> yes. Our boy Yarny. I feel uh, like more. I feel like more games should do that. I would yeah. like to see like, the next Kirby game where him and his enemies all look like cuddly Kirby characters, but then it's set in like war-torn, just a
2: war-torn country. Yeah, I think that. That, no, I, that more games I, like that, please.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you.
2: And uh, EA also showed off Sea of Solitude, but like I thought, it was really cute hearing her talk about the game and. Yeah, I I think it's promising. Uh, we didn't see much of it though, so it's not much to say.
1: Yes, but and keep that one on the radar. Um, but then they should Commander out uh, Conquer's rivals. What a, also yes, they should show off a demo. Commander Conquer game where I'm like the only person who kind of was like, oh okay, that seems pretty good. You know, I mean, I it's just it's just the
2: demo that I couldn't get behind. Yeah. The ten minute match that oh, showed.
1: Oh wow, yeah, now that kind of put a dampener on the entire conference. Just it. Slowed everything down to a massive halt. Watching people, it's like when somebody buys a bit. It's like when somebody brings a video game over your house, but you can't play it. You <laughs> have to watch it, but for ten minutes for a game that looked like the most excruciating thing to watch, unless you were playing it yourself.
2: With announcers making it sound like it's the best thing ever.
1: How do I? I still don't feel like that announcer is much of a patch on the, at uh, uh, the Darwin the da- Project guy that they had.
2: What a. Come on, you gotta appreciate that guy's enthusiasm. That was great.
1: <laughs> that guy sold me on the game. I haven't played it yet, but he has sold me on the yeah. game.
2: Yeah, EA EA's, EA's came and gone. Speaking um,
1: of the Darwin project, uh the Xbox Expo there were quite a few big games announced there. And no cars uh, on stage. No, that was very surprising. I was expecting that I was expecting a Porsche nine eleven GTR to come on stage and explain all the changes that were coming to Forza. Um well,
0: through, they, they still spent the most of the time.
2: Like the yes. the biggest one demo they have was on Forza. I thought that decently deserved this time.
1: No, I did. I thought it looked quite good. It was yeah. a harrowing look at uh, post Brexit Britain. <laughs> with yeah. where only cars roam the roads
2: and fun fact about Britain we're the only country to have seasons that uh, is
1: well I mean that is kind of what fam- what Britain is famous for so I mean this should be the game that introduces them
2: mm-hmm. but, but uh, um, Ori they, was the uh, big thing for me other than mm-hmm. the other game I want to talk about later uh, yes. Ori and the Will of the Wisps
1: yes I played Ori for the first time, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, this year, and I really enjoyed it. It, Like, it kind of reminded me of back in the XBLA days on the 360, that there was always kind of a very good Metroidvania game that came out every year, so one year it was Outland, another year it was Shadow Complex, another Mm. year it was, like... It's always something that works really well on XPLA and I think that Ori and the Blind Forest is probably the best one on the Xbox 1. It looks really good and just its main bash mechanic is like one of the best oh, things like in games.
2: It's so good. Like th- it, they they made movement just really fluid and fun yeah. and the it, bash mechanic is just It's it has
1: like has somebody wanted uses. to combine a platformer with the slingshot stuff from Angry Birds and it just works really well.
2: Yeah. And then you've just got like the visuals. I just oh yeah, so impressive. And from from what we've seen of the uh, Will of the Wisp, you've got like n- loads of new abilities, which I'm glad about because they do have added, really good abilities.
1: They've added the Wisp abilities from Sonic Colors. Yeah, you can you can drill into the ground.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> then you've got like it seems like they've updated combat. You've got uh, these melee attacks. You've got a bow now. And so then they showed an NPC at one point, and just everything looks better. And also minecarts.
1: That's true. I can't think of a single game that isn't improved by a minecart, so I'm yeah. glad to see the Minari. Uh, I'm quite excited for that new Halo game, whatever that's going to be, but yeah. we didn't see enough of it. We just uh, saw...
2: I mean, it was a, cu- a cute little trailer, uh, they, promising. They
1: added deer to it, i that's... I've, literally i'm'm I'm talkinggging a script at the moment about this halo and like the main thing that I mentioned in it was that the halo games need more alien species in them that... my favorite my favorite ones in Halo 5 are when you go to the uh, the elites home planet and they've got these giant uh bowling ball sized bugs that don't do anything but they're just big old fat bugs that just wander around on the floor and it's like this is great
2: Yeah, that was was one of the weird things when playing Reach. You get to the, I think, second level mission? I don't know. And there's this big, giant, hulking, brutish guy. Like, I don't know what he is. He's tearing up all the enemies, and you're like, oh god. I'm going to have to fight loads of these. You fight one of them, I think or two yeah, maybe. that's
1: right. They're like oh, uh, they're like kind of um, slightly hunched over ogres or something. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then the the game is like, oh, you know, don't engage with them, just leave them be,
2: and and you just can. never deal with them again. They're just gone. Yeah.
1: And Reach is obviously got the the um, emus in it as well. So yeah, the mo the moas
2: are great. Like, yeah. But so, yeah, Halo Infinite. Um, back on the Halo ring. Cool. They're
1: going back finally. Uh, even though. Four out of five games are set on a Halo. They're going back to a Halo. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Everyone's been thinking maybe open world, and the way the trailer was framed is very possible.
1: Yeah. I quite like um, they've sort of... They've made the Chief less detailed-looking. They've kind of simplified the design, which has always been kind of an issue with Halo 5 and 4, so... I'll be interested to see how the rest of the game looks, but yeah, it's I'm excited for it.
2: Yeah, it all looks very good. Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Um, who was next? Um, so, we can kind of know, quickly Bethesda. go through Bef- Bethesda. Yeah, Highlight so.
2: Fallout 76, really. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure what to think of it. I mean, it could be alright, but I'm I, not a massive fan of online-driven stuff anyways. So. I kind
2: of liked it. I just kind of find the idea of wandering around the ra- wasteland and coming across another player, and they you don't really know what type of player they are.
1: Yeah, it seems a little bit like Rust, where...
2: Your experience is going
1: to be completely down to who else you're playing it with. Um CFE's is the same thing, is that you kind of have to find a good groove of people to make it work, because mm. people is what makes it work. But uh, they announced new Doom. Uh, they didn't show anything yeah. bad from a trailer, but that would be it's good. Promising. And a new Wolfenstein spin-off as well, which could mm-hmm. be good too. Free
2: so. dlc that's good, I think. I've heard.
1: Yes, uh, I haven't downloaded it yet but uh, once uh, once the boss has paid me at the end of this uh, working month, I will probably put some money towards it and see what that's like.
2: And uh, that that uh, Rage 2 gameplay looked pretty good, I think.
1: Yes. Uh, they got out Andrew WK to whip the audience into a frenzy and every time they kept cutting the camera to him, they looked like the most miserable people on Earth. It's yeah. not a good look.
2: And then Devolver had a uh, one highlight, which is My Friend Pre- Pedro. Have you seen the game?
1: I have seen My Friend Pedro. It looks very good. It's, um, it's so not only did they show off that, but they also showed off uh, From Software's... Oh yeah, Metal Wolf Chaos. Metal Wolf Chaos. Mech American Great again.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Devolver are an interesting company. They're very yeah, fun.
1: I, I, I've quite liked what they've done the past few years. It's always been quite entertaining. I feel like they may have some competition in the likes of limited run games. I don't know whether you saw their conference.
2: I didn't. I didn't even realize it happened.
1: It wasn't a very good conference because it was basically it was like they were re-announcing games that that have either been out for a few months or a few years, but basically just announcing physical releases for them. Hmm. But the way that they did it was quite amazing. It was they used a bit of like cheap three D software where it was like a crappy CGI. A conference room with fake audience members in it hmm. and then they basically made members of their team stand against green screen and they comped them in as flat planes <laughs> and then they had like um, an orchestra but it was just kind of like 3D floating objects that just tooted and booted behind them it was quite good
2: yeah, uh, I, I have to watch this later because uh,
1: it's, worth a, it's worth a
0: watch.
2: I think um, Devolver going forward should maybe like Fill it with some more announcements to make it more like interesting to the general gaming public, but also yeah. have their commentary on the current art stuff as well. Just, yeah. just a more a better mix of both. I think would be nice.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I, if they decide to make it a bit weirder next year as well, I think that'd be appreciated. I mean, mm. it's quite hard to follow up from last year, considering that nobody really knew what to expect. But it was, you know. I feel like what they did manage this year was pretty impressive.
2: Is there so, anything from Ubisoft you wanted to? Or Square Enix, I guess? They happened.
1: Um, well, Square Enix they didn't uh, they didn't show any of Final Fantasy 7. They showed a little bit of Kingdom Hearts 3, but it was what we already saw at yeah. the Microsoft conference. A Ratatouille was um, in it.
2: It's just like, oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Tomb Raider 3. This is the one where she finally becomes the Tomb Raider. The mm-hmm. one we've all been waiting for. Babylon's um, sh- 4
2: looked interesting. I wish we saw gameplay, though.
1: Yes, and Platinum's new game as well. It would be nice to not see a... It would be nice to see some gameplay.
2: I think it's it's weird when people announce new IPs with nothing but a CGI trailer because we don't really know what to go off of.
1: And the CGI trailer was quite weird anyways because it was like they were going through like a thousand year time period. So it's like, well, okay, is this game set over the course of a thousand years or is time like a big part of it or something? So it'll be interesting to see what comes of that, I reckon. Hmm. so um, Ubisoft um, uh, uh, nothing massive that they announced that I was particularly interested in um, adding Star Fox to Star Link is kind of alright yeah. but that's about it uh, they got Miyamoto out again like they did last year there was no crying man though unfortunately oh, yeah. I mean there was uh,
2: the trials guy that fell onto the, uh, the podium which oh, was kind of yeah, funny oh yeah
1: that's right the big boy slipped oh um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, um, it's more
2: of a trip yeah,
1: I guess it was more of a trip, but some uh, people would say a slip.
2: Yeah, about about six people, I don't imagine. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was good. Um, yeah, they had um, they showed some stuff.
1: But I think uh, Sony is probably the bigger one that we want to talk about.
2: Yeah, Sony was weird because of how w- they did it.
1: I would say that the what the thing that was. The big theme for this year's E3 was awkward musical interludes. Well, And Sony had a bunch of them.
2: Yeah, they had those, and they also had the like the whole, oh, we're in a church now, okay, now please leave the church, and actually go to where we're doing the thing. Yeah, Here's 20 was, minutes it's... of people talking.
1: It was a bit like um like being in a museum, but it was all done through projectors, where, okay, we're in a barn now, okay, now leave the barn, now we're here, okay, now leave here, we're going here, like, yeah, it was just a bit... Messy,
0: hmm.
1: as a conference. But what they shut off, I mean, Last of Us two could be alright. I mean, the first one's pretty good, so I don't see they couldn't
2: yeah, I, wouldn't I mess didn't this one up. Play the Last of Us, but I mean, it looked like the Last of Us more. Of, it
1: did. It it looked like a Sony third person shooter set yeah. in the post-apocalypse. Nice like, and details though No, a looked very good. Animation was very good as well. Lots of um, it game's getting really realistic looking which is pretty great. Mm. S- speaking of which um, well, I don't know whether to mention it now or whether this was the game that you wanted to talk about probably oh, it's not. not but uh, mine's from Resident Microsoft. Evil 2. Oh,
2: Resident Evil 2 looks amazing.
1: Asked it looks fantastic and like I think the thing that I'm very excited about is that it looks almost like they're carrying on from how they did RE7 mm. so like kind of in gameplay demos and stuff they like all the rendering looks like everything's been scanned, uh, photos and 3D objects, which is great. And I, just kind of how you interact with the world as well looks like RE7. So, yeah, I'm, like, massively behind that. I'm
2: it. all over the dismemberment mechanics. Like, just oh, yeah. shooting a body part until it falls off. That's just so satisfying, it seems. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's cool. I saw a clip of,
1: um, like, somebody of like getting a headshot on an enemy, but it still attacks you.
2: Hmm. Like yeah, still and then, and th- yeah, then it through. just falls over. Yeah. Uh, I also... I, I was I, um, I was admittedly a little disappointed when there was, like, the rat the rat running around. I was like, oh, cool, we're going to get a game where we get to play as a rat. Um, and then the rat kind of got crushed. The rat could be like... part
1: of it. The rat might solve a puzzle at well, the beginning, maybe. which could... Yeah,
2: maybe. I, I do want a game where we play as a rat, though, please.
1: I feel... Fi- I feel like there is a game where he plays rat. I'll yeah. have a look. It's called I'll, I'll, I'll
2: Ratatouille just... the video game. It's not very good. Yeah,
1: Ratatouille the video, Ratatouille, Ratatouille's Revenge. <laughs> um, and then finally wrapping everything up is Nintendo.
2: Oh, which... do you not want to mention Death Stranding?
1: Oh yes, I totally forgot about Death Stranding. Um, yeah, they finally showed off gameplay for Death Stranding, Kinda, and it's a pizza delivery
2: simulator. It's yeah. great. I mean. Y- I thought we'd come out of this trailer and I'd know a little more about the game and I guess if you like look into it hard enough you will, but I just don't
1: I think I suppose the thing that I appreciated was that at no point in that trailer did he pull out a gun, which yeah. I think a lot of people were considering it's Kojima and he's coming off Metal Gear Solid Five and Sony who have obviously they've done quite a lot of third person shooters recently. Mm. He, it looked like it was a bit more exploratory. I mean I don't think it's gonna be like I, well actually I don't know I mean it could take some cues from someone like Breath of the Wild Where it's more about discovering stuff in the environment But
2: I don't know I guess we're just going to have to wait and see really I think it was a bold move To have a 15 second clip of a lady eating a bug uh, With every <laughs> in, in every individual jaw movement being visible Yeah Yeah that's a very Kojima thing to do. I'd like, to, I'd to, like do. to
1: know some of his decisions as well, because obviously he's put his pals Gamio Totoro and he's put um, uh, Norman Reedus in it. He's put the I guy from Hannibal Jesus. in it because he's a fan of him. But then he's put in the bionic woman from the 70s and she looks like she did in the 70s and then they had interviews with her and there she is as she looks in the normal day and it's like, oh, okay, so <laughs> what's the idea of this? Is this going to be an old lady, then a young lady or what? Like...
2: Yeah, um, it was good. It
1: it was interesting.
2: Yeah, so interesting. I'm, I'm a bit more best.
1: excited about it than I was uh, previously. Yeah. I thought this was just going to be trailers forever. Still haven't got a date for it yet, though.
2: No. And so. uh, then Nintendo. Uh, or basically the, the Smash, Smash Bros. The
1: Smash Bros. conference, yes. Uh, Everyone's I, uh, here.
2: I, I'd like to uh, just quickly put a quick word in for uh, the new... Xenoblade DLC, and uh, like it, to onlookers, it might not look like anything, but it's it's prequel cool DLC, and it's really exciting for people who have played it, and I'll just say so that much, not to confuse. What is cool about it? I mean, it's what? it it's like, I think oh, 200 years before the game takes place. You're exploring okay. areas that have like long since fallen, and you only see so the remnants of them in the game. So was uh, this like
1: big story DLC then? Yeah,
2: like massive story okay. DLC, it looks like. Because I also, saw that you
1: yeah, you could download it as a separate game. You didn't have to have mm-hmm. Xenoblade Two for it, which is quite cool.
2: Yeah, but yeah, Smash Bros.
1: Everybody's here. Yeah, Snakes back. Ice Climbers, they're back. Everybody's back. Uh, big and Big Boy's in the game. Yeah, yeah, Ridley. Big Boy. That's true. I mean, I wasn't.
2: Um, I, I wasn't like I. I was Team Ridley's too big, um, because I mostly because there are better Metroid reps, and I'll still I'll still continue to say that. But uh, yeah, it, it, seeing him in the game is great still it
1: did make me think though when people mentioned it that there's not there's only one metroid rep and it's kind of true i mean mario has like nearly eight like eight members of the cast are all from mario games and then zelda's Mm -hmm. got three members of the cast and also two variations on link and plus chic so yeah no everybody kind of has two to three characters per franchise apart from metroid so i suppose this kind of evens the numbers a little bit more
2: Mm, yeah uh, I I would like to see Rundus or Silux in the game, but I'm fine yes. with I'm fine with Ridley.
1: I feel like they need to do some of them in Metroid Prime Four before that happens.
2: Yeah, I I reckon Silux will show up in that game, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see.
1: Okay, um, so I think that's all the conferences. So I think kind of overall, like, it wasn't okay. E3. Yeah. I think there were some really big announcements, but then I would say that there was a lot of announcements where it was just kind of like, mm, yeah, one too bad. Microsoft, I think, had the better conference for me as well, it's, just in yeah. regards to what they showed and what they said. So. There was
2: so much of that conference. It's, I, like, it, you think about, yeah, there weren't many exclusives, and yeah, maybe Microsoft isn't doing great still.
1: But But I I felt like they put on a better show. Yeah, I mean, like, there was was stuff there which, like, even stuff that I wouldn't have cared about before, like Dying Light 2, but they had uh, Chris Avalon out. Like, the guy who wrote some of, uh, like, he wrote, like, a ton of classic obsidian games, like Baldur's Gate and stuff. So, you know, just knowing that he's putting his creative writing talents on that project is something exciting. And even, like, Devil May Cry 5. I I was about to mention that was cool. Something to be very. I mean, it looks really good. Like, they're using that RE7 engine for just bonkers stuff. Uh, so, What, what was your
2: think... game of the show?
1: I feel like my game of the show is probably the same as your game of the show, which is Sekiro. A Sekiro. A Sekiro okay. Shadows Die Twice. Yes. What a new what game, a game. from? Yes, the new From Software game. The People Who Brought Us, Dark Souls and The Adventures of Cookie and Cream. So... Uh,
0: yeah.
2: Uh... Yeah, it just looks, I don't know, phenomenal.
1: It looks great. It looks like they're going to take what they learned making Dark Souls games for the past few years and apply it to a more focused action game, and I think that's really exciting.
2: Yeah, the grappling hook looks really awesome. Um, I love mm-hmm. the, the shield he uses that is actually his hat. Uh, There's just the, the fact that they've announced that it's going to be a... More open game like the original Dark Souls is very exciting to me. And mm. yeah, I think about it, it just sounds great. No multiplayer, which is kind of a. Like, I used to play multiplayer, but I'm not. I also don't care at the same time because. No,
1: exactly. I mean, the... I care
2: about the single player experience more.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, always the. Yeah, I, I'd be interested. In, like, I, I'd like to get my hands on the game to find out why there isn't a kind of a proper PvP element to it. But as I said, I think. Considering their track record so far, I would like to see what they can do when applied to a more focused thing. Because, I yeah. mean, obviously, like, the Dark Souls games are all very good. I think the first one's still my favourite. And I would say that of the later ones, they all kind of either got a bit too big or a bit too more of the same. So I think switching tracks to something else could be something really good for them.
2: Yeah, I kind of hope. Uh, from keeps up this trend of we're going to keep making new games we're not going to like when there's no bloodborne 2 but there's a game i just like the idea of seeing what from can do with lots of settings because yeah, clearly people too. loved even... the setting of bloodborne and i think they can do that with other types of settings as well
1: yeah totally absolutely agree with you so um i believe that's out in 2019 yep so yeah that won't not too long to, to wait no, that will be something to look forward to in the next year. And I believe with that, I think we're at the end of our coffee break. Oh, so well, yeah, probably I just had the other one. To, yeah, probably yeah. get back to hitting the uh, X button and see what happens. Okay.
2: All right. That was a nice coffee break. Uh, yeah.
1: Had a lot of coffee during that break.
2: Yeah, now now back to making games, the fun part. Yes,
1: we are back to figuring out X, the game. X, gonna give it to you, the game. Do so, you know who DMX is? DMX. Ah.
0: Oh. He's, he's not like a a he's not
1: like a BMX, by the way. Okay. By the way, what does BMX stand for?
2: Uh, bike man.
1: Extreme. Bike mountain extreme. Um, I'm sure it does stand for something. Could that? Could this be what our game's about?
2: Trying to figure out what BMX stands for. Yeah. So it could no, be. So
1: a... not only is it a BMX game where you do BMX stunts, but it's also like a philosophical game where you try to figure out what it really means to be BMX.
2: What? What is BMX?
1: That's what. Well, that's the that's the answer that the player will find out at the end of the game.
2: And just because we need to make it bigger with X, we can just be XMB. Because, you know, BMX is a boring title anyway.
1: Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, there we go. Cross Media Bar. XMB. It's a game where you play as the cross media bar from the PS3, but you play, but you use it like a BMX. Yeah. Okay. And then your arch nemesis is DMX, the rapper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He tries to stop, he's basically like, um, he's like your Dark Link. He's your doppelganger. He's trying to stop you at every stage. He knows all your tricks. Okay. And He's trying to stop the action from happening.
2: And you go off and like, you get these, there's probably three battles with him where you have to outbike him. Um, yes. At the same time, he's like posing lots of philosophical questions about BMXing to you. Yes. And it's
1: it's like the end of Bandra Kazoie, is that you'll do a little bit of bike stunts and then it'll stop and you'll do a quiz. A yeah. philosophical quiz.
0: <laughs> hmm Uh
2: there will be cameos from all the greatest philosophers. Those will be like the main bosses as well DMX as well, but then you've got like Aristotle, you've got Socrates yeah, Socrates Socrates, yeah. Heraclitus. You've got all these great <laughs> Greek philosophers and they are going to be riding BMXs. And they're going to be your main like enemies, like the there'll be a a league of philosophers or something. The league of philosophizing
1: BMX is bouncing like it's I, that. Hmm, I can get behind that.
2: So can I. I'd I'd yeah, like to I, play this game.
1: I feel like I would like to play this game as well. And then at the end, obviously, you find out that what BMX really meant it it didn't really mean anything. What it meant was the friends that you made along the way. Yeah, <laughs> you
2: you got <laughs> to get that in there somewhere.
1: And it turns out that you were the BMX all along, and your 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 avatar and the bike, they both merge into one super being, which also just looks like a bike, but glows.
2: Yeah, really bright, shiny.
1: Yes, I agree. I think this could work really well. Hmm. Can you think of any other X-words?
2: Well, you've got X-Men.
1: Have they made any X-Men games yet?
2: I mean, probably, but no one cares enough. To like, could we play? I'm them. trying
1: to think if I have a particular favorite X-Men game. I don't know if I do. I quite like X-Men: Orange's uh, Tangerine, the tie-in game to the film, because it's kind of like a sort of a soft God of War game. But the way that it works is that you have this. It's one of those really annoying games, kind of like Batman: Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. where the special move that they show in all the trailers is one that. You don't get at the beginning of the game, it's one that you have to unlock, and they always kind of push you to say, Oh, this is the first move that you should unlock. And uh, X Men Oranges has the same thing, and it's one where Wolverine can dive forward with his claws out to attack enemies, right? And you need this move because you know, like in Sonic Adventure, where you um do a homing dash again off different enemies, like a bridge, you do the same thing as Wolverine,
0: so So you kill up into a ball.
1: I don't think you do. I can't remember you doing that. I can't remember if that's Wolverine's thing. I think Wolverine's thing is being a big Wolverine, but I can't remember.
2: Yeah. Could
1: we have an X-Men educational game where we try and explain to people who the X-Men are and what their abilities
2: are? I mean, we could do that. That might as well be a film, though. I think... Yeah, but... What if if we had a game where different X-Men had to learn how to play the xylophone? And...
1: Could they play the xylophone with their different abilities?
2: They could. I think it'd so be prefer- very difficult. Like, the final level would be Wolverine, because how would you play a wa- uh, xylophone with those claws? Oh, no, these claws are the uh, xylophone. I guess so. But do they make the same resounding noise that you need?
1: They do, but there's only si- there's only three on each hand, so mm. you can only do six notes. So you can only do very simple songs <laughs> like uh, Row, Row, Row Your Boat and stuff like that. Mm. But Professor X, like, he's there, he's moving them with his mind, so he can do some advanced stuff. Cyclops, he can shoot the xylophone keys with his heat vision, and that makes a pretty good noise. Yeah, but you've got to
2: be careful, because if you shoot them hard enough, they will go. Bye-bye.
1: Oh, no, I was thinking if you hit them too hard, then they'll they'll refract at a certain angle, and that could burn somebody.
2: Uh, We could have a Deadpool cameo in there. I know he's not an X-Man, but...
1: He's part of the X-Men. Uh, I don't know. Fit,
2: I fit him in there somewhere.
1: He's a bit of a random character. Kids go Kid, crazy for him. Kids love Deadpool. I, I, I don't get it. Them kids, they can't get enough of him. I saw, I saw a child the other day and all they wanted to talk about was Deadpool. I tried to stop them as hard as I could, but unfortunately they just kept going and going. You tried so to change the, to the like...
2: subject, you were like, hey, how about we talk about xylophones? Nope. They just kept going, they couldn't stop.
1: Literally couldn't stop him. He he just went on as hard as he could. I, when he left, I don't even think he stopped talking about yeah,
2: Some say he's still going to this day.
1: No, I I believe that his name is now John Deadpool, because that's how much he likes him.
2: Okay. um. So, I was thinking of names, ex-names, and I was just thought, thinking of my favourite Persian emperor, Xerxes.
1: Yes, um, the famous character from... Um, the fictional uh, Greek period, famously recreated in uh, 300, the Zack yeah. Snyder film.
2: Um it obviously didn't happen in real life, because that's ridiculous.
1: No, exactly. There was no such place called Greece in real life. Because why would you name a, a place after a musical? That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, and um, I I remember... I can't remember that well. Xerxes is... um portrayal in that movie was strange
1: he was like an eight foot tall man or something yeah he was, like covered in gold chains and stuff
2: i mean i read about him in the books like the the 300 book you know um and yeah. he wasn't he wasn't depicted as being that tall but what if you were this just really tall man that ruled over a fake place called persia
1: did you ever play dosh and the giant on the gamecube
2: i didn't but i know about it
1: I think what we could do is that we could have a game set in ancient Greece where you play a Xerxes, who's this giant man, and you can sort stuff out with his giant size. So, say somebody's like robbing a bank, you can pick him up and you can like place him directly in jail. If somebody's having trouble like getting a cat out of a tree, you can just pick the cat out, put him down, like Black and White, the um, Peter Molyneux game, could, could the guy you who have- our boss
2: could yeah. you have a, a morality system in this game? Like, you could pick the guy up and put him in jail, or you could just crush him. Or yeah, like
1: like, like black and white. Yeah, that'd, oh. that'd be the way to do it. Yeah, you could pick and... him up
2: and, or put him in a bigger bank.
1: Oh yeah. Oh no, that's like so like bad is crushing him, but really bad is like helping him cause bigger yeah. crimes. Well, I feel like, like not crushing
2: just... him is neutral. It's like, well, it's you've <laughs> you've solved one bad problem, but you've also replaced it with another bad problem.
1: No, exactly. If anything, it makes you look a little bit vindictive because you couldn't solve a problem without resorting to violence.
2: Yeah. Versus. There's there's a long travel time to get to the jail.
1: Yeah, exactly. Versus, say, if you're helping him, like, not just rob a bank, but literally rob and, like, just pick the bank up by its foundations and just carry (laughs) it off. And that's even worse. Like, rather than helping a cat out of a tree, you're literally just pouring cats into a tree, like, just hundreds of them.
2: And you also have an army, like Pikmin. You have an army of characters you can use, the Persians, uh, <laughs> that will that will do anything at your bidding. You you can literally just throw them at things because clearly there are so many of them.
1: I was thinking throwing, but then I was also thinking like Mario Galaxy, when you can point the pointer at the screen and hold <laughs> the good. A button, yeah. and then star bits come out.
2: Yeah, but with Persians. Yeah, I mean they were so they were. I mean if three hundred told me anything, they were like. For one Spartan, there are about ten thousand Persians, approximately. From what I remember as well, if you collect a
1: hundred Persians, that's a one-up as well. So that's pretty good. Yeah.
2: Um. The, so, are there are there like three hundred little men that are constantly bothering you? In well, the three hundred
1: men are the ones who are causing all the problems. There's three hundred problems that you okay. need to go and solve. And one of them is a cat up in a tree. One of them is robbing a bank. One of them is like helping an old lady cross the road and all that stuff. And like for every three hundred, every problem you solve, that's a Spartan. Mm-hmm. And then at like certain bits, like if you, like if you t- fix ninety nine problems, then that's an achievement where it says ninety nine problems, but like the Jay Z uh,
2: song, yeah, yeah. ninety nine problems, and, but the the Spartans ain't one.
1: Yeah, Spartans ain't one exactly. Two hundred. If you get to two hundred ninety nine, that might unlock the final boss, who's the big Spartan. Yeah, he's like he's not as big as he's not as yeah, yeah, Spartacus. Who isn't as big as Xerxes though? He's like maybe no, maybe a a size and a half more than the regular Spartans, but he's he's still a bit of a tricky, he's bit bit of a slippery customer. Yeah, because
2: you like you try and you 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 shoot lots of arrows at him to blot out the sun and everything, but he just he puts on some sunglasses.
1: I got a quick question to ask though. What platform are we going to put this on? The Nintendo
2: Wii. They don't make games not for Not on the anymore.
1: Not on the PlayStation or the Xbox as well.
2: I guess we could. I mean, I just if well, just hands taught the, me anything is that we should still be developing games for all the Wii.
1: No, I I think so. I mean, the i i the Wii U he's he's he had a minute, but I think he's going to make a comeback any second now. But the only reason I ask is because what's the Xbox going to do? Ah, uh. because. I don't know whether you've loaded at the controller recently, but wait,
2: let me just. Okay, I've got a switch in my hand. What's where is it? So
1: on, so on a PlayStation controller, X is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. On a 360 controller, the X is on the right. Okay, and then um... I believe on a Switch controller, the X is on the top.
2: Oh, there it is. Yep, seen it. Okay.
1: And then I have seen some consoles as well which have X on the right-hand side. Oh, what? The keyboard, the X button's on the bottom row next to Z and C. Oh,
2: why would they put that there?
1: I Exactly. So I've, X feels a little bit all over the place, if you ask me. So, Cause of, okay, yeah. Because obviously on a PlayStation, your X button, that's like your jump button. That's like your big button. That's the important button. That's but then the, on every other console, that's button. your A button. Yeah. But on every other console, that's your A button. Mm-hmm. And in Japan, that's the cancel button on a PlayStation. That's the bad button. Oh.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so here's what I'm thinking. We need to make a game that educates people about what the Xbox does. Because, as our boss said, we need a game that starts with X and how else do you start with x without literally starting with x as you in have the to x on the, the controller x button exactly we can build a game where you have to plug all the controllers in and then all the prompts are press the x button and sometimes it's the x button on the playstation sometimes it's the x button on the xbox sometimes it's the x key on a keyboard this is going to cost but a lot it-
2: we're going to de- need to develop a new console that implements all the controllers
1: that's that's okay. That, we yeah. can we can we that we let the let the eggheads figure that one out. Mm. But I'm thinking this is something that could change the world, like the bird game did, but better.
2: Yeah, we're, we're gonna bring we're gonna bring gamers together this time.
1: We are gonna bring literally. Games are about bringing people together. Gamers are the most uh, creative people on the planet. Yeah, they can solve any problem
2: and being, cause any problem.
1: They sometimes cause any problems, but they mostly solve many problems. They have been to the farthest reaches of space. They've fought literal gods. They've mm-hmm. made lines of bricks and then made them disappear. There's nothing that they cannot do. Yeah, I saw I saw one
2: gamer. He did a 360 no-scope, and I haven't ever seen anyone else do that.
1: Like an Xbox 360 no-scope. Ah. Like, like their 360 didn't have a scope on it
2: now yeah what is scope do you is that a connect is that just a fancy word for connect
1: I assume scope as in like the scope of the project like how big is yeah. it yeah yeah this project has no scope
2: I mean the Xbox One X clearly didn't have a scope they just went pal- no, more powerful and true. more powerful with that thing
1: hey the less said about the Xbox One the better we do not judge up sad memories like that hmm. So what I'm thinking is, is that one way that we could help bring gamers together is with our X game. We could literally call it the X Games. Nothing to do with the extreme sports franchise. The okay. X Games. These. This is a different X game.
2: And it involves five different
1: kinds of controllers. Yeah. Let's. We could get every controller involved. Any controller okay. that has ever had an X button on it, we can get them involved. Could we
2: maybe get some new controllers that have like. X buttons fashioned onto them, we can take the Wii Remote and non joke, slot in an X X button somewhere could, on it.
1: We could literally, we could replace whole control sticks with big X buttons. Mm. We could have D pads where we just rotate them forty five degrees oh, clockwise that could be interesting. so they turn if you into have, big X's.
2: If you have lots of X buttons, you've got so you've got like eight controllers in front of you and yeah. to move you've got four X buttons. One's up, one's down, one's left, one's right. You've got to know which one's which and you've got to press them all. And exactly. it's an eight-player game. You've got everyone, one person on each controller, and you all you're assigned to do is press the X button when you need to. Yes. And it brings, uh, this, it brings all the gamers together. What,
1: yeah, there we go. See, we, we figured it out. This is a game that people... I, I think... Because I don't think you should have... We don't need to put prompts on a controller anyways. I mean, people should just, just look at the shape and they should understand it. So it's every button was the X button. If every button was the X button, we wouldn't have to worry about getting people up to speed with games. If they started playing Metal Gear Solid and they didn't know how to move forward, it doesn't matter. Just press X. We'll move yeah, you forward. Eventually. If they don't know how if they, yeah, if they don't know how to shoot an enemy, just press the X button. It will do it for you. Yeah. By having a controller which is literally just a big X button, we can have these games designed for everyone, where they can achieve anything just by pressing the X button.
2: There's also a lot of logo potential here. When you see X buttons on covers, like I'm thinking Monster uh, Monster Hunter Cross, as it was called Mm. in uh, Japan, you have have like X button for
1: cross, the cross button. We could fight against the PlayStation cross button. Hmm. I think we can make this work. Yeah. What kind of how how would it work? What kind of console would this be though? Where it's all built around just X. X. You don't think it should be like some kind of shape like well, yeah, a cube like an X. or a rectangle well, or Well, no, I'm just, I'm
2: just imagining a 3DX mm.
1: Oh yeah, like you just put it in your living room, like it looks over you like a monolith just mm. kind of inspires you with the power of X
2: hmm. You it, feel it, like it Vin Diesel
1: does in the XXX films because he has three of those in his house yeah. He prays to them every morning, like they like they're his gods.
2: <laughs> when well, they're all, all all three are different colors, and they all speak. Yeah, to you him. have
1: a you have the red X, the green X, and the blue X, and they are and they're all like uh, the green X created the lands, the blue X created the seas, and the red X created life and lava. Just like, and yeah, and lava of suppose as well.
2: Could we also implement e- like connect into these X's or connects? And the only way to actually activate the connects is to make an X shape with your body or make an X shape out of connects
0: Ooh.
1: it's
2: a lot of <laughs> it's very pricey, but
1: i i I feel like sometimes the best ideas are like you need to craft a world around you need to, you just need to get people up to speed on the idea, and if that means throwing a lot bit of money at it, then so be it.
2: Do you think we could call it the Xbox? That name hasn't th- been used before, has it?
1: No, that's. I don't think it's been used before. I can't remember what controller I mentioned which had the X button on the left, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't the Xbox. No. So yeah, I think we can call this the Xbox.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be it's, great. Yes. The best console ever.
1: I feel like that's true. I feel like this is the one console you'll only ever need to buy. I feel like we should call it the Xbox One.
2: Yes, yes, that's perfect the one like
1: oh, could great. we can we write this name down because i think this is going to be the one that i think this is what the boss wants mm-hmm. i think he wants the xbox one
2: yeah we'll send him a, a letter with all this info in okay. uh if he I'll needs something go- to play scrabble with we'll just have like showing one of our game ideas which which one do you want to work on first
1: I, I think... I'd, let's get this Xbox One cracked down. Okay. I, I think that's the most important one. Mm. I'll go grab we, a stamp from the post office think, and we'll... Uh, I think we need right a launch that. title, though. What, for the Xbox One?
2: Yeah, we need... What, what game today have we come up with that we should package with every Xbox One console?
1: I feel like we could combine some of these ideas together. Yeah. Because what did we have? So we came up with Xylophone and X-Ray. We yeah. came up with xylophone surgery. Xylos... Xylos uh, Tarragon, Xylos, the um, cooking detective.
2: Yeah. Uh we had the game where uh, you you were stopping people from skateboarding.
1: That's true. The anti Tony Hawk game. That yeah. is very true. And
2: then we had the BMX game.
1: We did, and then we also had a game about Xerxes, the uh, Greek
2: ruler. Oh, and Xenomorph dating, and, uh, and Xenomorph X-Men. dating. Lots of stuff. Lots of co- we can all of these.
1: I feel like let's just do all take... of them. We could take the Greek elements of Xerxes, we could take the fighting element of the anti Tony yep, yep. Hawk game, we could take maybe the graphics and ideas that we were thinking of for um Terragon Xylos.
2: Okay. Maybe uh, combine
1: them together into some sort of Roman action game in the style of God of War. You play maybe, as maybe... a
2: xenomorph.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, maybe, maybe. You
2: use a xylophone to attack your enemies. I'm thinking
1: I'm thinking of a name. Okay. Rise, Son of Rome for the Xbox One. Do you think that could sell Rise the console? Son of
2: Rome. That's good. That's good. The Rise, Son of Rome.
1: Right. I know it hasn't got the letter X Well, we Well, we could, we could put an
2: X at the start and just have it be silent.
1: We could. I, yeah, I think that would... just so in If case we there's just any put
2: the g- Xbox logo on there, every yes, game could sell then. Think I,
1: would, I think just in case there's any other game that's got that name, I think that could... Um, I don't think that would be an issue then. Okay. Not that there is any other game that I can think of Ooh. that does have that name. And
2: when we but... make a new Xbox One, we could call it the Xbox One X.
1: Oh, yeah, because we're adding, we're adding more Xs yeah. to it, aren't we?
2: It'd be just like another X on top. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Ooh. Mm. So mm. the Xbox One. Yeah, this is a good console. And yeah. we got some great exclusives probably coming soon. I've
1: we got some pretty, we got some pretty banging exclusives coming out for it. I I think we better start crafting that email then.
2: Well, he, we should send a letter to his home because he's in the middle oh, of a Scrabble right. yeah, game. Oh, yeah, yeah, no,
1: no, sorry. Um, um, is there di- any way of writing an email and then sending it as... I don't know. It, it would have to be some kind of non-electronic email. Is, is there a name for that? Facts? facts
2: mm, yeah we'll, i think we'll it, figure out we'll figure yeah.
1: out facts sorry
2: all right yeah, I think, let's get cracking yeah i think we're good now um good Now i'll quickly uh just say follow us on twitter uh i mean you can follow us personally i'm at M- uh, mys codex m-y-e-r-s-c-o-d-e-x
1: and i am at hot cider h-o-t-c-y-d-e-r
2: and we also have a uh, Twitter account for the podcast now, which is at uh, GameOvertime, but Game underscore underscore Overtime. Y- yes, you'll figure it remember
1: out. Remember those double underscores, otherwise I'll send you to a different Twitter account. Yes, it is not mm.
2: ours. because No.
1: I imagine we will probably be putting these links in the description of the podcast yes. and the YouTube video, so yes. that's pretty good.
2: Um,
1: okay, uh, I think we have a closing line, don't we? So
2: Yes omne opus non ludere
1: which i believe is latin for x going to give it to you and we will hopefully give it to you again in a fortnight thank you That's it.